Welcome to the Mentality Podcast. We have got a bit of a part two here with Chris O'Connor. We spoke to Chris on the last one on the power of belief about the grand final victory of the Leeds Rhinos grand final victory and and my um, Lazarus act coming back from a dislocated shoulder. And Chris kind of interviewed me on that whole experience, picked out a lot of stuff, a lot of interesting things from that. And we got quite deep into into each day after after the dislocate my shoulder to come back a week later to win a grand final with Leeds Rhinos. So that was good to process it and it was a good experience to talk about it and we got a lot from it. But now we've got Chris back on the podcast to actually talk about if you heard the um, number five podcast, we chatted about a silent meditation retreat that Chris undertook for 10 days so we want to talk a little bit about Chris's story up to what took him to the meditation retreat and what it is like to be silent for 10 days meditating in a place where you don't know anyone where you really don't know what to expect you don't know what the practices are going to be you don't know how people are going to be there's no eye contact and we we we're really keen to get to the bottom of that. But just before we kick off, we want to mention MSC Nutrition for being a sponsor of the podcast. These are obviously sponsoring the Rhinos and, and they've kicked it up a gear even more this year with, with the supplements and, and the support of Mentality. So we want to give them, as the best nutrition supplier, a big shout out to thank, thank them for, for their, their help. We want to thank UK Red Security also, who offer everything around the house whether it's security needs whether it's a gate a gate what am I trying to think electric gate that's what I'm thinking of electric gate electronic gate um, also if you've got a business they look after everything security system wise on that so we want to give them a big shout out for that anything that you need give them a shout and I think we could crack on there we could crack on and Chris so great to have you on pal Good to be back, man. Amazing yeah. to have you back on the sofa, mate. On the on the Mentality Podcast sofa, pal. Uh, so we were interested. We're interested. We've spoke a few times at Sebi's in Headingley on Otley Road, trading coffees and 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 having breakfast and stuff. We spoke a little bit before the retreat, but we've also spoke after, and and we've been quite wary of divulging too much and and i know you've you've been quite aware of divulging too much because we knew this podcast was coming up yeah yeah and i'm just thinking um could you tell us before before we crack into the meditation retreat could you tell us a bit of your background a bit of the info of what you're doing now and also you know what you think's kind of led you to thinking right 10 days meditating silent that's a good question just yeah just let, let us know um, yeah, I'm a I'm a writer. Um, always been a writer, uh, but only successfully for like past two years. So writing was always like an end in itself for me. I always kind of enjoyed doing it, and like as long as I can remember, always wanted to write. Um, yeah. So yeah, I always used to enter competitions and stuff. Um, started to win a few after I went to uni, um, and then yeah, luckily enough, had a play produced and touring Red Red Ladder Theatre, and had another play with Bug Light Theatre, and something on Radio Four, and a few comedy sketches and stuff out there. So yeah, mm-hmm. so. A lot of my time is spent in my head. Uh, and uh, I think the meditation thing started when I had a concussion after getting assaulted. And um, I had headaches quite a lot. And I saw that meditation was quite a good thing to kind of help with some of the symptoms. So I kind of just 
looked at it as like medicine then, do you know what I mean? Like it was yeah. another thing to help. Like I was looking at supplements, things which can help. And yep. um, I guess concussion is quite a big thing in rugby as well. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so I got, that's kind of how the journey started. And I read Waking Up by Sam Harris. And then reading that, I was like, oh shit, it's not just something which can help with, you know, like all around well-being. It's kind of like a better toolkit of how to live life. And I kind of realised that we are all quite mad in a lot of ways. Like, mm. if you think about I remember Sam Harris said once, he goes, if you saw a bloke walking down the street talking to himself, what would you think? Mm. He'd be like, oh, he's mental. But we're all doing that in our head. Constantly, yeah. So, um, and we're all kind of like so stuck to that. And we kind of like, especially when you're in a bad time, you kind of, that voice can be negative and you can just yep. believe it. And then that negative voice can result in kind of like physical symptoms. Like you can feel lethargic, you can feel depressed and becomes like a vicious circle. So I found meditation a really good tool of kind of getting out of that circle. And it was like, I do like 10 minutes a day or 40 minutes a day and I did a few classes, but it was always like kind of, I'd get a taste of of it. And then sometimes if I'm busy, I kind of wouldn't meditate. So I thought the idea of a retreat is like, let's just chop myself in the deep end. Yeah. Um, so I, I did, I went straight in the deep end, yeah. Yeah, because you've experienced, well, you've experienced, experimented with with a, a whole host of stuff, I guess. And I remember we chatted about Wim Hof and yeah, and, yeah. and all this other stuff that you've you've kind of taken on. And I guess it works hand in hand with your writing. You know, more experiences, more more things to write about, um, and more interesting things to to kind of bring to people. Yeah, uh, definitely. Yeah, can you tell us a bit about what you what you've done up to date on the same wavelength of that? Um. As in, with regards to like writing wise, or well, yeah. So how's 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 doing Wim Hof? How's kind of looking at meditation? You know, so how's that affected your life? But also, how's that affected your writing? How's that affected your oh, massively, your life? Yeah. And, it affected my life. I think there was, I can't put it on a moment, but I remember probably like first twenty six, twenty seven years of my life. That kind of inner monologue you have in your head, that was me. I thought all the time yeah. like that was just who I was. And then you lose yourself in activities that you enjoy. Um, so like you're playing football or whatever, or, you know, when you're with your mates, mm -hmm. you might be yeah. present. Yeah. And um, that kind of flow state. Mm -hmm. uh, but then you're back to being like, oh, what am I going to get for dinner later? And sometimes you're like going, oh, I need a, I need, I think it's another Sam Harris one. He goes, I just walked into this room and said to myself, I need a pen, I need a pen. Oh, there's a pen over there. He's like, who am I telling that to? <laughs> yeah. like, and we yeah. all kind of do stuff like that. Um, yeah. And then it just kind of, I had this moment <laughs> where you're just like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're just like, you have this moment where you're like, that's just some random churning of thoughts. Like, that yeah. can't be me. Um, and it just gives you that kind of like distance from it. Um, which I think it just makes a lot more things a lot more trivial. Uh, and it kind of allows you to focus on things which matter a lot more. And then in my writing, it's kind of something which comes in a lot because you realise so many negative thought patterns that a lot of people live by. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, good characters always kind of have an inner turmoil that kind of manifests itself in how they, like, live in the world. Like, mm. David Brent, classic example. Like, he's, classic. he's actually a really interesting character in the sense that he wants to be kind of loved. It's kind of, mm. like, tragic seeing him yeah. want to be loved. Um, and it, it, towards the end, it gets, like, quite dramatic. Like, the last episode is kind of really sad because... It's his world's crumbling around him. Yeah. Um, he's, he's kind of playing to his own script, in it. Yeah, yeah. For, for what he needs to go and grip onto and, and grasp onto. Um, it is very tragic. It's it's obviously one of the most funny things I've ever seen, but it's tragic of of how 
he thinks are these are the most important things to him because it's obviously what what's going on in his head at yeah, the time. Yeah. Um, so that, that that's a, that's a really good point. That's a really good point, and uh, and and it's interesting to kind of pick up that idea of of the inner monologue. And uh, I think the the biggest thing I found with with looking at meditation is to be able to look at things objectively rather than from your own viewpoint yeah, all the time. Man. Yeah. Um, creating a bit of space from what's going on in your life and like you say, realising what's important. And but also it's it's you just you're just dropping away from that story all the time. And it's and it, and it really helps to, to kind of do that. So that probably leads me into to asking you what gave you the courage to do the ten day retreat? And but what what was the moment where you thought I'm just going to do it? Well, I, I applied for it and I didn't know if I'd get on, so I was kind of like, and I didn't actually expect to get on it because apparently there's loads of demand. So yeah. I just thought, uh, like, I'll apply to it, probably won't get on. And then when you get that confirmation email back, you're like, ah, oh, shit, right. <laughs> got to do it. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> got to yeah. do it. Chosen one. And then you kind of, I knew it'd be quite tough. I knew because I'd been to some dark places and uh, had a few issues with like OCD and having low mood for a bit. Um, I knew it'd be quite tough because my mind's not always my friend, but yeah. it's, it's, you, you can't, it's not something you should run away from. So mm. I wanted to be like, fuck it, let's see what 10 days yeah. does um, to sit in with that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so what was the first day like? Like what, what, what happened to you when, when you got down there? You take a train down there? No, I put myself on a car share board and um, a girl called Kate got in touch and she was saying, because I said, I'm living in Leeds, looking to get down to Hereford. And said, uh, I was told to email her and I thought, oh, she'll probably be in Yorkshire somewhere. I'll get a train and she'll give me a lift. And she was mm -hmm. like, oh, I'm in Leeds. It's like, result. Oh. So I was like, whereabouts? She said, Burley. I was like, even better, like yeah. around the corner. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, I live in uh, Meanwood. She goes, oh, I used to live in Brookfield Road. I was like, that's my road. No <laughs> like, way. Yeah, really weird. Like, she wasn't going to the retreat, was she? She was, yeah. Yeah, you yeah. Joking. The same one I was on. Yeah, yeah. So it's that like, kind of like one of those moments. Wow. Like, yeah, is that fate? Yeah. Probably not. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, something. It's gonna yeah. be something. So I got a lift down and she'd done four retreats before. So oh. it was well useful to get a lift down and kind of chat to her about yeah. it. Um ask her a few questions. Uh and she didn't want to give too much away, but it's it's useful to just ask like basic stuff like what's the food like? Yeah. Um and just sort of so I kind of was a bit prepared. And we got there about three or four and the silence doesn't start till eight. <sighs> so you're there and you're kind of like it's a bit of a weird feeling. On the day, I'm like putting my out of office on my email, messaging all yeah. the people saying like, I'm going to be away for a bit. Like, cool, we'll email you. It's like, well, I'm not going to be, yeah. <laughs> yeah. that's yeah. not going to work either. Yeah, email's um, not really a thing here either. Yeah, and I just, uh, I kind of just started, uh, she's my girlfriend now, but we just started dating again and I had to say, oh, I'm going to be like away for a bit. Yeah. She's like, where? Well, I was like, oh, 10 day silent meditation retreat. So <laughs> that was an interesting conversation. But, yeah. Um, but what do you mean, Katty speaks to me on an evening? It's like I can't no. even look anyone in the eye. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. so that's that's weird then. So you obviously met this this girl Kate. So she's travelled down with you and you've always yeah. speaking to her, asking her all these advice, um, wanting to know about the retreat and, and what it's like, I guess. So there's obviously that cut off point for when you can't actually speak to her. Yeah, yeah. Did you find that because that's added a different dynamic to it completely, hasn't it? Yeah, well yeah, so yeah, it's kind of, it's just a, a scenario you're never going to go into in any other <laughs> yeah. aspect of life, right? Yeah. Um, but when you get there, men and women are segregated. Oh, um, okay. So when we got there, I kind of like, uh, we had a f you can chat a little bit, but then it's like you sit on the male side, they sit on the female side. So I was on a, a table with three lads and uh, 
you know, it's a bit, you don't know what to say, are you? Like, but I wanted to say something like, fuck, I'm, you know, I'm going to be silent for 10 days. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, Get it all out. Yeah, did you see the game yesterday? Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, just anything. Yeah, anything. yeah. But we're all kind of talking about why we're there and stuff. And uh, yeah, you just have this, it's almost really a bit funny at that point. I was like, ah, you know, it's going to start soon, isn't it? Yeah. Like, yeah. it's kind of like nervous anticipation. Um, mm. And then they come, you sign another contract saying you won't leave. And they do a little speech saying you you can't leave. Um, give you the kind of rundown. Uh, then they give you some soup, which is all right. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, this gong goes and then that's it. Like, it started. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember being like kind of smiling thinking like, ah, it started, didn't it? Yeah, and then that's like, it. Thinking that's out me. on Ted Daisies. But. Ten days. I can't, I can't get my head around that. Uh, and I, I think the other thing as well, like not making eye contact. I mean, there must have been so many times where you wanted to reach out and just speak to someone and and kind of just just like a nudge or a wink or anything to make, to make people like aware that you're there to... You know, to kind of just have a bit of a slight connection with someone else. Apart Mate, from yeah, the, you realise how often you do actually have contact with people like without using words. Because mm. so many times you're walking in the toilet block, someone's walking out, and they'll hold the door, and you're kind of waiting for them to leave, and you can't look at them, <laughs> and they're waiting for you to come through, <laughs> and you're both looking down. It's like this Mexican standoff, uh, and yeah. then one of you's just got to go for it. Yeah. Um, and every time you do something, like if you do walk past someone quickly, like when they're coming out, you can't say sorry. So I, I constantly felt like a dickhead. Like, you know what I mean? Because I didn't say sorry. You like yeah. walk past someone. Yeah. Because um, that, I imagine that's when the thoughts come to your head or, you know, like the, the mind games come. Is he, is he being rude? Or is, yeah, you know, because yeah. he's not, he's not stopped there and, and not, you know, because of that, the, the absence of just a nod of the head yeah, or yeah. just like a, um, you know, that kind of expression that you have on your face where it's kind of... Oh, it's, yeah, guilty. it's just... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's can't really see it through audio, but... Um, it's <laughs> the, just... A nod of approval, you mean? The, yeah, yeah, just like yeah. a nod of approval. You know, the, the <laughs> nod of approval between strangers. Uh, yeah. You, you know, the, the absence of that, like, must have been so, so well highlighted to you. Massively, like... Um, um, before that becomes quite profound... Uh, turning off your phone is quite a weird moment because uh, you put it in a locker and they lock it away. Um, mm. So when you turn your phone off, you, you still have a few hours to chat to people and you can look at people. So that's kind of like the first step on that journey, which kind of ends with not even having to look at people in the eye. Um, and because I'm freelance, there's always like, I was paranoid if I'd let everyone know and had I reply mm. to any because you think, what if this happens? Or what if I forgot to send that? Or um, yeah. And then you keep thinking, like, what if something happened that people can't contact you and detaching yourself completely like, yeah yeah although that was i actually that was far easier than i thought i thought mm. um because even at the moment my data's not on so when you walk into places you're like oh fuck what if there's all this kind of what have i missed the yeah, whatsapp um, yeah i mean I'm, I'm not like that now i've transcended the yeah, self so, you, but, you, yeah. you have deconstructed the yeah, self yeah, now, so, i mean i'm talking about myself what i was like but, um, <laughs> yeah yeah no Past. so yeah. then uh yeah then when the silence starts and you can't even look at people, we can't do anything. It just really heightens how it's just you and your mind. There's mm -hmm. nothing to take you away from it. Um, literally nothing. You can't bring books in, can't bring music, can't bring pen, can't bring paper. Um, so they just really want to make it as an intense experience as possible 
for you to focus solely on your own inner world and yeah. not be distracted in any way. So looking at someone is kind of taking them out of it. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's weird because you've never done that before in society. So when was the first kind of moment where the the kind of theme being with your inner monologue, just solely that being it, like nothing else and almost having that magnifying glass to, to what your thought processes were, what how you're feeling, no distractions. You know, what 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 can you describe the first moment where that kind of whacked you in the face and and you thought, you know, this is it and this is kind of this is when it's hit me. Do you know? The, yeah, the definitely. First... The the first evening is kind of it's not you know, you you're not really thinking too much about it. It's just started, you go and you do I think a one hour sit or something and then there's a bit of teaching and it's all, you're just getting, it's not really sunk in yet. And then you kind of go to sleep and it, the first night goes quite quick. And then that first gong at 10 to 4 in the morning the next day, that that's a bit 10 of 10 to 4 in the morning. Yeah. And it's not just like, he walked around for like 10, 15 minutes, it's gonging, so. <laughs> you can um, snooze it then? No, no. no. Yeah, I can snooze that. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I was going to say, yeah. I, I wanted to, yeah, <laughs> snooze him a few times, I snooze him that's brilliant <laughs> and then you know that was a little bit traumatic but you kind of sit in there and then I think that that first full day it really starts to to come home and that inner monologue because your inner monologue is often quite critic and it? it's called your inner critic I think Freud calls yeah. it and yeah. my inner critic at that point was being like what have you fucking done here <laughs> yeah. you fucking idiot like um, yeah. oh, fuck. 10 to 4 yeah yeah, and it just starts to fit. The time starts to feel quite daunting, the amount of time. Uh, and they, they, like, a lot of the stuff you look at always says the first three days are going to be the hardest. Mm. So I was expecting them to be well hard. Mm. Um, and yeah, I think, I, I think I'd find things like that a bit harder than most people because of where I've been, but that's why I wanted to do it. I wanted to kind of confront that stuff. Um, but yeah, the first yeah. few days are like, there's a, you're learning a technique of meditation and the first few days you're kind of focusing on one aspect of, the, of like just focusing on the breath for like 10 and a half hours a day. Um, so how, how many in the day, so how many spells, so you say you woke up at 10 to 4. Yeah. How many spells of meditation were there? Um, we'd like Just like a brief overview of the different types of meditation um, and kind of what the routine was do you know could you, could yeah you routine was that? the same every day so 10 to 4 gone goes off and you need to be in the hall at 4 30. well you don't actually have to be in the hall the first meditation is 4 30 to 6 30 so it's a two hour one right um nice you know nice little start yeah do you eat before that, no no um then it's breakfast at half six um and that would be like porridge fruit toast um yeah it, it, it was all right so it was a, was it a standard breakfast what what time was that? At? That's at six thirty. Six thirty, and and was it a good breakfast? A lot of food or not? I or? mean, uh, the breakfast was okay, like just porridge, oats, uh, right. some stewed fruit. Um, there's like nuts and seeds you could put on it. Uh, then there's like a bowl of fruit, and then there are different toasts with like peanut butter and stuff like that. So I got well creative. I was like, well, I'm gonna go carb free, and you know, make <laughs> yeah. some good like keto meals. Um, then I was like, actually, I'll go oats, and then so every day I was like. <laughs> By the end of it, I was making a paste out of bananas and peanut butter, mashing that up, <laughs> and I like, stirring that through porridge with seeds. 
Um, Everyone's looking at you. And thinking, in my head, I was like, yeah, I was like, O'Connor's power porridge. This is going to catch on. Like, <laughs> I've made a well good protein breakfast sort of That's thing. That's brilliant. But I still make it now. It's well nice, actually. Yeah. Banana peanut butter paste, like mash it up. and So yeah. mashed up, but uh, I suppose it's Stare not a bad idea, is it? Yeah. yeah I, I don't know if don't, you could brand it. I patented that. So <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah. know. I don't know if you could do that, could you? But I'll, I'll back you. I'll I mean, back I'm it. talking to my lawyers at the moment. So <laughs> yeah. We'll see. <laughs> so we've got to release this after it's all confirmed. So, sorted. Next uh, episode Sponsored by O'Connor's Power by Porridge, <laughs> I think. <laughs> Shout out to MSC Nutrition and UK Red Security. Um, so it's worth asking, was it all vegetarian then? Or? Yeah, completely vegetarian food, yeah. Um, yeah, so I'll, I'll do food quickly then actually. So yeah, breakfast was that, and then lunch was always a main vegetarian meal. So it'd be like a lentil bolognese or like a tofu stew or like a lentil curry. Um, and then there was like a salad bowl. Um, sometimes some size like they did a nut roast one day with like some uh, potatoes and like cabbage and like veggie gravy so it was all right that was quite a good meal um i can't remember what time that was now so yeah, six to eight is like breakfast and and chill which for me was breakfast and i would down breakfast and go straight back to sleep would you? Yeah. yeah yeah and then gone goes off again at eight and you're like fuck's sake oh, wow. um and eight to nine i think was the first group sit where you have to be in the hall and then nine till eleven was another two hour sit. Um, and then I think lunch is 11. 11 till one's oh. lunch, yeah. So lunch is 11. Um, so would you go back to bed at lunch or what would you nah, do? No, nah, no, I wouldn't. It's weird when you're not doing anything, you actually aren't that tired. Mm, true, yeah. Um, but it does make you think, like you'd finish lunch, you'd have like another hour and a half to go. And when there's nothing to do, like I don't... So in modern terms, there's nothing to do. There's no phone, no, yeah, book, no yeah. TV, no Netflix. Um, you've got an hour and a half and it's a small site. You're not allowed to exercise. It's a big thing on that. You no can't. Way. Yeah, yeah. You can walk around the site, which I figured out, right? On day three, I think it was. I was like, you know, sitting around twiddling my thumbs. And I was like, oh, I walk to work. It's about three miles and it takes me an hour. Like, yeah, it takes me 45 minutes. And I was like, that's four miles an hour. I was like, I'm going to figure out how big this site is. <laughs> so I walked around, timed it, and I figured out it's like 0.6 miles. Um, I did that in like 25 minutes. So I was like, shite, that's that done. There is, yeah. some, there is something to do then, isn't there? Yeah, you know? exactly. Wow. But no, you do things like cleaning, or I used to brush my teeth a lot. Um, <laughs> and like, yeah, you do a bit of laundry. It's like hand laundry. Um, mm. It's actually, if I, one of my top tips is don't bring many clothes so you can have something to do. Right, top tip. Yeah. Um, yeah. Wow. So the, so it's a, it, so on, on the food aspect. So that was all right. That was an all right kind of. Uh, I say the veggie meal was all right. Dinner was two pieces of fruit. Right. So I think okay. part of the uh, he he mentions it in one of the talks that you, being a bit food deprived actually helps you meditate. Right. So I was hungry quite a bit. Yeah. And the food was good quality, but there wasn't. Yeah. That much. Um, cool, cool. So, the, so were there many times then you think, is there any thoughts or like anything that passed you and, and obviously you're very aware now of, of what's going on and that's all you're doing is just drawing your attention back to your breath. Is there any kind of thoughts that came when you just like, you just thought that is abs just absolutely absurd or you just kind of, you're observing them and you, you're seeing how everything that's going on in your head and how you're feeling and stuff. Is there anything where you either got swept up with it or you kind of saw it for what it was and dropped it but just thought, what the hell am I thinking? Yeah, man, like, 
the technique, I think they liken it to surgery at one point. Uh, and the idea is that they warn you quite a bit. And I had to have an interview before I went in because I said, oh, I've had a few issues with depression and stuff. So mm. the guy wanted to speak to me before I went in. He said, look, the technique we're going to do means you will go through some stormy waters, like all your oppressed memories, which I think are generally mainly negative, but some yeah. positive ones come out. They're all stored and they're usually stored. Well, the, the thinking is they're stored with a corresponding physical feeling, which will come up with it. Right. Um, and you have to objectively look at that. Um, but yeah, he said this stuff will come to the surface and, but that's a good thing. So having that knowledge that like, okay, shit might get a bit real, but it's all part of the process. Mm. When stuff does come up that kind of grabs you, um, you kind of like, you're ready for it and you don't get swept along. But um, it's quite weird in the sense that everything I've, in the past probably 10 years, everything that has really affected me would just come up. Like, really? um, yeah, over the 10 days, I kind of felt like it was a constant battles and storms that I used to have. Um, you kind of face full on. Yeah. Um, and there were some moments as well where, like, like you said, any absurd thoughts, like I got the giggles massively one day, like really badly, because I couldn't stop thinking about um, they've, you're served by people who've already done the course so right, they're, okay, they're yeah. people who've done it before and yeah. um, they serve you out of the goodness of their heart kind of thing it's like there's a big kind of charity element to everything mm. and they're, they, they're on a separate site and they can talk when they're away and uh, they come and meditate with you three hours a day but they cook your food and stuff and, and clean up and mm. I just remember thinking if I was one of the servers some of the pranks I'd play <laughs> I was like day six like I'd come out in full nuclear biohazard outfit and just start walking yeah. towards people and being like, oh, it's been a bomb. <laughs> like, <laughs> I see anyone, You've like, all got to stay in yeah. here though. You can't break away. Yeah, yeah. Or just um, just start fucking with people. But yeah, I just got the giggles. And then, you know when you get the giggles and you shouldn't get the giggles? Yeah. I just had to like walk off to this forest on my break. I was like crying and laughing. <laughs> like in the back of this forest. And then I just saw a guy just walk past me. He probably just thought like, he's, he's lost it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, he has lost it. it. He has lost it. Um but yeah, but yeah, you just notice thoughts just coming out of nowhere because you're focusing on your breath, right? So you, that's where you're trying to put your attention and then thought will grab you and then back to the breath and then oh, I wonder what time dinner is, back to the breath. And um, yeah, and the more you do it, some like more serious stuff comes up and uh, it's a really interesting examination into what how the mind works, particularly when you take away all the distractions. Yeah. Because now I think... The classic is if you're with someone in the pub or for a, like a coffee and you go to the toilet, everyone automatically goes straight to the yeah, phone, isn't it? Yeah. It's like, can't, can't sit just, in silence. Can't, can't just, yeah. just look around. I have to do something. Yeah. Um, but when you take away all those distractions, it's it's just your mental processes that, that you notice. And Did you have to surrender your phone, you know, when you, when you first got there then? Yeah, they give yeah. you, you put it in a locker and like right. lock it away sort of thing. Um, yeah, which is quite a nice thing to do actually mm, like mm. It, that was something I'd recommend to people anyway like yeah. just doing we started that when we go to meals and stuff and leave them yeah yeah like we've, we, yeah we have consciously started doing that in groups it's of us good, like yeah, leaving it's phones habit. it's yeah it's definitely something that, that needs doing and you talk about distractions that's full of distractions Man. whatever social media platform you log into or you know whatever kind of things you've got on your phone it's ready to take you into that kind of world. Uh and and I'm more aware of that, you know, than ever. But I just I'm just wondering so I, 
you're chatting there about the examination kind of process mm. and being aware of it and crossing stormy waters and, and stuff like that. Do you feel like it's it's something that that's been extremely useful for you? Do you feel like it's? I mean, not everyone has to do it, you know. No one, no one. No, definitely you know, not. It's, yeah. it's not one of those things. But you feel it's almost a bit of a a clearing out process or a refreshing process or you know what kind of what feelings do you kind of attain or you know how how do how do you feel after coming coming off the back of it i think it was um it's weird i kind of you go there thinking part of you is thinking like i'm going to get enlightened isn't it like yeah, like one percent of you is thinking that, yeah, isn't it? You're like, yeah. it's gonna happen. Like, yeah, um, I'm just gonna be like not phased by anything when I get back, and that, and, and that's not true. Yeah. <laughs> like, damn it. Um, but I definitely learned a lot on the course. That it's weird, you know, when you see inspirational quotes or you read things, and you're like, oh, that makes sense to me. Like, you're not your thoughts, yeah. or um, and you can understand them on like an intellectual surface level. But it's very hard to kind of actually experience them and have that as part of your life. Um, but when you are constantly uh, putting your attention on a on a meditative practice, either the, a sensation or the breath, and you're noticing thoughts coming and they're taking you away and grabbing you, and uh, you're feeling anxious with them, or you're feeling pressurable or craving something is another big thought that comes up. Like, like I can't wait to get back home and go to I'm Donna and Headingley or you know yeah. what I mean? like I thought <laughs> yeah. that quite a lot um I thought that quite a lot yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. just dying for a Donna kebab that's every day uh, the mashed banana and peanut butter won't do anything for <laughs> yeah <laughs> just have that on top yeah exactly man. That's, we're in talks to I'm Donna at the moment about uh no, I'm <laughs> um but yeah you just uh really do realize that there's a kind of random thought generating machine that we all have and mm. the more weight you give it the less I think happy you'll be in life in a yeah. lot of ways because and a lot of the Buddhist teaching comes up in a lot of the uh, there's a video lecture at the every evening and a lot of it is about craving and aversion and it's basically the thinking is that's the root of all suffering mm. if you crave something when you get it you want something more or you want the same thing again, it can lead to addiction or it can lead to you constantly in this like cycle of wanting more stuff and that never actually leads to happiness. And mm. then when anxious things come up and we try and distract ourselves and push them away, they don't actually, they stay in you, but you're distracting yourself from them. You don't face them and you're either mm. pushing stuff away or craving stuff and mm. both those things are the route to suffering. Um, yeah. And you can kind of see how that is true. Yeah, um, definitely can. Because... Yeah. It's weird, like you could just be at home working something. I, I'll be at home working and like, I notice if I haven't slept that well or if you're a bit hungover or, you know, if you're just not feeling great, more thoughts that are negative will, will catch you because you're feeling rough. Uh, whereas if you're feeling all right, that same thought might kind of fly through your head. Yeah. So the more techniques you can get are letting them fly through your head and just seeing as what they are is uh, is really useful. So I think it's... It's massively beneficial, but not everyone has to do a ten day retreat. Like yeah. um Did you find like it was harder to let go of the thoughts if you know, because you were constantly in your head for ten days, was it harder to let go of, of thoughts? Um yeah, because 
it, it was hard in the sense that I couldn't distract myself, but I could keep going back to the focus of what the meditation practice was for that day, um, whether it's sensation or um, breath. So it gives you an anchor to go back to. Um, but yeah, when you have those moments where it's a really bad thought, you can't just go and call your mate or go out for a run or you've got to sit with it. So yeah, but yeah, it, it's tough. good to be fa- faced with that. Yeah. And is it is it like, how does the guy go about it? Is it guided meditation or yeah, like a, the first a, couple of days or whatever? Or you just completely left to yourself? A bit of both. Like uh, a couple of days, the, there's three or f- three group sits every day. Um, and they usually will have a little bit of, chat at the start like it's an audio recording a guy called Goenko's passed away now um oh, yeah, and he does like he yeah, teaches yeah. you via video and uh in the evenings and then yeah, we said it's like so like <laughs> yeah, yeah and... well i didn't know i didn't <laughs> yeah. do that much research have to be honest and then you come in and the first minute when you're walking into the hall there's like quite a lot of buddhist teachings and you're like oh jesus what have i got into here yeah, uh, yeah. but no it's uh because yeah, there's quite a lot of chanting incant- incantations that's only like a minor part of it it's, it's actually quite secular mm. um they say it's completely secular, but a lot of the teachings do get quite heavily Buddhist. Um, yeah. But you don't have to, you know, bind to everything. That, yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right, that's interesting. That's interesting. So, so the, you mentioned like the quotes and stuff you see on 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 social media or wherever you look and on, on Google or whatever, and you can kind of I understand that you mean where you can kind of feel into them rather than on a mind level or intellectual level, understand them. Yeah, yeah. you got a bit of a knowing or feeling to, to what it means and, and, and what they mean by it. Um, what, what, how, how would you say that your life's changed from, from experiencing it? So we mentioned not being distracted too much by your phone and stuff like that. How, how would you say that you've acted differently um dealt with things differently um and navigated your life differently i'd say yeah well i'd I'd already been on the meditation journey so i was aware of being dealing with a lot of negative things better but a lot of this stuff is kind of uh i think kind of unconscious or automatic and when you have a 10-day silent meditation retreat and I think there have been like studies on this. Uh, it, your brain is actually slightly different before and after. I think even an eight-week course of mindfulness where you're just doing 10 minutes every evening will change your... Like physically different? Yeah, yeah. like your amygdala will shrink a bit in size. Mm. The prefrontal cortex will get a little bit bigger and 10 days kind of heightens that. So you just feel a lot. A lot of things you notice, I, there's a lot of moments where like, man, six months ago, that would have annoyed me so much more. Or four months ago, that mm. annoyed me so much more. Or, Mm. And things do still annoy you. You're still human, yeah. but they come up and they don't annoy you for as long, and they're yeah. not as strong. Yeah, um, very true. Very true. I find um, <clears throat> I find myself day to day really, and an example of it is earlier this evening sitting in the sauna um, at, at, at the gym, and there was so many like I'd say like urges to get out of the sauna yeah, and this yeah. is just on a low level degree like low level degree you know it's not any, anything to do with a 10 day meditation anything like that but I think just the, the simple practice of and t- towards the end I was I was focusing on my breath because it was like oh yeah this I'm yeah feeling this now so I yeah, focus yeah. my breath because it's a steady thing um, you know for the last five minutes I was thinking I want to get out of here yeah yeah I really want to get out of here um, and it and it and it's 
the, the, the simple practice where whether it's you meditating for two hours and you, you're coming back to your breath after a scary thoughts come up or a good thoughts come up. Um, the simple practice of that likened to the practice of being in the sauna and resisting the urges, like knowing that you, you want to get out, that's mm. an obvious thing. But just allowing it to happen but coming back to your breath whether it's you sat on your breath or you're focusing on one spot that can be likened to being on a what bike or a bike at the gym where you're struggling massively and, and yeah. that, that voice in your head saying oh, stop God, you know yeah, stop yeah. have a drink uh, you know just just go a bit slower this bit you start making excuses no, no, going no. oh you don't want to pull that hamstring again you maybe exactly. give, it a, give it a rest now exactly like, yeah 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 and, and I'm aware of that like you know trading you know, sometimes I feel like a niggle or like a niggle in, in me, in my ankle it might be or, or whatever. And, and there's nothing wrong with my ankle. I've been running a lot, but, you know, there's nothing wrong with it. It's just for me to shift straight back and think, what am I doing? Yeah, that's, yeah. You know, that's not important. And, you know, likening to, to meditation, but, you know, that kind of, the practice to be able to bring your focus back which is a trained, you know, it is a trained thing. Like you say, there's, there's something physical going on in your brain um, for whatever that that kind of muscle, part of the muscle is of your brain is working. You know, there's, I think there's definitely something about that, which not only holds reward in, in the actual practice of it, but like you say, in everyday life, it might be... It might be missing in the bus. It might be um, yeah, stubbing yeah. your toe. It might be something just so like just comical as as that. You know, it might be something so like that. But running out of milk for a cup of tea. Running out of milk for a cup of tea. You yeah, know. it's true though, man. Like things like that could really ruin people's day. Like, yeah, you, yeah, I know people who just be like. Oh, train was late today. Always me. You know, it always yeah, happens to me. Like, yeah. well, you know, it happens on a national level. Due to engineering work. <laughs> There's a few other probably, people. Yeah. There's um, a few other people. But if you just keep telling yourself that and believe in it, like, honestly, mm. you just you're training yourself to be kind of, yeah, constantly seeing, filtering out all the positive in life and looking. You are, yeah, um, you are. Confirmation bias that. Yeah, mm. man. And we all kind of do it now and again, mm. right? Like, especially when you're in a bad state, like everything's heightened and everything seems worse, but. It's only because your subjective perspective of that yeah. makes it seem worse. It still just is. If you're in a good place, running out of milk, you might be like, "I'll go no milk today." Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? like, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And it just adds that that array of, I guess, easier thoughts to it, and and you can kind of choose that. And and that's something that I'm thinking over the last few days. Where, it, to me, like if if you if you don't try or you don't want to kind of have a go with it and anything like that it might be sitting in the sauna and just doing the 15 minutes and thinking right I'm going to go in the sauna for 15 minutes whatever comes up isn't getting so much acknowledged you know if you don't look at that, that kind of practice or that kind of I don't know technique to do then you you are kind of susceptible to, to not having much control whatsoever mm. over what's coming up and popping up in your head and swaying your emotions and swaying your feelings because we, we, we've never we, since we're, we're young we've been young we've not really been well at all been kind of 
pushed or um, persuaded to try and meditate or take no, part man. in these different practices. I think it's I think it's just such an important tool. Yeah, I wish I could go yeah. back and tell myself at 16, 17, like, it's not just for hippies and weirdos, mate. Yeah, I know. Get on it. I like know. in 12, 15 years' time, it'll be like everyone would be talking yeah. about it. But. And it, and people are starting to, to talk about it and, and realise it. And yeah, it's it's just such a just the discipline of it, just the kind of self awareness that it, it brings is a very powerful thing. And at what point on your journey do you reckon uh you first had that moment where you realised you weren't your thoughts? Was there any moment you can be like there's a there's a bit in your lives where you were like There's been a few there's been a few like penny drop moments. Uh, is it meeting meeting me or I think it, it was you I think it was meeting Chris O'Connor on the 12th yeah, oh, that's embarrassing <laughs> oh, I did yeah. not want him to say that <laughs> I did not want him to say that come on come. Um, but there's been a, there's been a few moments to be honest uh, that might have been just reading some material it might have been like an Alan Watts yeah, YouTube yeah. video yeah yeah um, shout out to Alan Watts shout out to Alan Watts he yeah. is the king of like getting caught up in a 1am going through YouTube videos yeah, he is. and you're yeah. watching some yeah. HD nature shot going brings, to space with him talking yeah. over it, isn't it brings you to like what is this world he's yeah, talking yeah. about it sounds amazing and you, you kind of listen to all that stuff and some of the stuff he says it makes a penny drop and, and, and it might you might just be caught up in this kind of story of what's going on you know in your life and what's causing you stress what's well, you know, sometimes what's good, which is is, is brilliant, but you know, he'll kind of point out the fact that it's kind of hard to put on what he talks about, but he'll he'll kind of dissuade you from that and talk at a real basic level and and kind of you know maybe remind you how lucky you are to be in in this position or or having the chance to to do what we can while we're yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. Um, but also the the, the things of whether your thoughts are, are really you, like you say, you know, what does it mean for your thoughts to be you? But I think a powerful thing to understand is that you aren't choosing your thoughts. Do you know that? Yeah, man. These these th these thoughts are very sporadic. Where are they coming from? You know, and it's ca that kind of goes onto the idea of free will. Like, yeah, you, you know, get deep into that yeah, stuff. Yeah, the deeper yeah. you go, yeah. Um, and I think the the kind of the release that of that idea, the kind of release that that gives you to know that you could have a thought come up in the next next minute, but kind of have that you know kind of knowledge that, that comfort that you don't have to give it hundred percent notice and you don't have to dwell on it. It'll go. Do you know what I mean? That that's kind of a um, that's kind of a big moment where you realise and that that's it, isn't it? Like in, in essence, that is that's like that is what meditation gives you the tool to do sometimes yeah whereas for so much of my life and i'm sure a lot of people can relate to when that thought will come up like it's very hard to for it it would just take you around until it let you go not yeah. the other way around yeah, yeah. you know what i mean and when you when you begin to actually observe it you just start to realize how hilarious it is yeah, yeah. it's weird isn't it and <laughs> To constantly reminded how mad you are like yeah. in, in one of the video sessions like I don't want to give too much away on them but actually they, I think they're available on YouTube so yeah, uh, yeah. but he says like oh so how uh, how did you get on focusing on your breath today like day one day two he goes did any of you get past two three breaths and you're all mm. thinking like I barely got to like four breaths like a whole day <laughs> yeah. yeah and he said like a thought comes and he's like this is madness like mm. do you think this is sanity like this is actually madness but yeah. because everyone does it and we all live that way 
you know, it's accepted madness, therefore it's sanity, like, because yeah. everyone does it. And that's that's one thing where you chat to people and ask them, you know, if they've tried it or if they've ever looked at it and they say, oh, my mind's too busy, I can't stop thinking. I'm like... That's, yeah, it's frustrating <laughs> right. when people say that, but yeah. I understand it. I understand it completely because they're not used to it. Yeah, yeah. In a sense, that's why you need to kind of look to grab a little bit of control or, yeah, or yeah. begin that practice if you like yeah yeah um not everyone needs to do it yeah i'm not, not saying everyone has to meditate yeah, but yeah i do think anyone who gives it a go uh and there are some there are people who, who can have some disorders where it's advisable not to meditate so yeah, i'm not yeah. saying everyone should yeah. meditate at all but i think for most people if you give the practice a real chance and if you think, oh, my mind's too busy or no, I'm rubbish at focusing on the breath, like that's everyone, that is meditation. Mm -hmm. But the more you do it, I'm sure you will start to see some benefits. Like, Yeah, yeah. And and like you say, like mindfulness is quite a big thing, but that's just one branch of, of what meditation is. You know, there, there might be kind of, you might look to see how you can um, bring on a flow state, which is what we're, what we're doing with Craig White at, at the mm. retreat on the 26th of January. And uh you know, there's, there's so many different things that, 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 that can branch into that. And, um, you know, my silly example of the sauna and stuff like that, it's just, it's just bringing that, that kind of mental capacity to be able to do it. So I think I talk about this all the time on the podcast, but I just think it's worth looking into and, and we're constantly finding things out and, and, and looking at stuff, aren't we? So. Yeah, it's mad when you actually think about how busy your mind actually is and you mm. know you've got all these crazy thoughts happening all the time and then you know you might be checking your phone instantly of a notification what popped up or something or checking social media or yeah, yeah. you know checking a text yeah. or responding to a text on top of all this busy yeah, thoughts yeah. what's going on in your head yeah and when you actually achieve i remember the first time i achieved that like you were talking about the two or three breaths of complete stillness and, yeah, in yeah. your mind and and then i was like oh my god this is yeah. amazing and I was like, oh no i'm thinking again now yeah yeah i need to do the mot and yeah. you're just thinking that's brilliant oh fuck <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah. I think it was day three. I was uh, meditating. I was focusing fucking well hard, and uh, all of a sudden, it like I dropped an MDMA tablet. Like yeah. and I was just walking around, and I was like, "This is fucking it. Man. This is it. Yeah, you're that's like, it. And that's day three, three days in. I've done it. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah. I kind of I was aware that people have had these sort of states, and it would pass. But you're just like, I kind of felt like, ah, oh, yeah. But I've read the Sam Harris, and maybe I'm a bit ahead, and like, mm. maybe I've I've cracked it a bit. Um, and then like the the feeling fades and then like mm. you're kind of back to square one but um, yeah it's all part of the and not wanting that to happen every time you meditate is quite important because yeah you know, then you're craving something else again mm. exactly yeah. But, yeah so did you feel like in that state did you feel like you wanted to meditate you weren't bothered about meditating or you you thought i'll do it or i won't do it i'm not i'm not too fussed i remember it was, it was like uh it was about it felt about three and a half hours we had a lunch or a break period and i was walking around just like Looking at the leaves, just like there's more energy. Yeah, know, I'm energy, they're energy. Like. <clears throat> and then I was like, man, I need to fucking get back to meditating to top this up, like keep this yeah. going. Like maybe this is it. Um, yeah. But yeah, then you yeah. kind of you're thinking again, and you're kind of yeah, yeah. true, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'll ask you then. But yeah, and yeah, you can't like go into it wanting that stuff to happen. No, you just otherwise see it what comes. Yeah, you're just yeah. Trying to grasp onto it. Do you feel like you had, did you feel like you had a load of you just said then energy, didn't you? Like a load of, do you feel like you were buzzing from it or was did, it like a more still kind of? Um, so later on you do a lot more stuff focused around sensation 
and uh, you do get some moments because you're spending all the day doing this, folks, on different sensations, different parts of the body, and you do start to notice how much um, sensations do go on at all times mm. because your mind's filtering out loads of stuff that isn't yeah. relevant. But like, yeah. say, when you get an itch at one point, um, and there's bits where you have to sit still for three hours of the day, yeah, uh, and you can't scratch an itch or anything. You've just got to watch it come and go. Um, which is, yeah, it's tough, man. That's tough. Yeah, uh, tough carry. Is, is there someone there to sort of like, you know, watch over you and, you know... Scratch you. <laughs> <laughs> just, you know, like anyone, you know, monitoring you in case you just... No. Give no, up no. or... There's, there's two teachers sitting there watching you, so like you, you can't just like get up and walk around in those ones. But uh, mm. basically they say, look, if you, if you move four times in this one, the next day or the next sit, sorry, like at lunch, try and only move three times. Oh, uh, so it's quite forgiving then. It's not like... Yeah, and... It, you're your own kind of judge, you know what I mean? Like mm. you, you could scratch an itch and no one look and be like that. Ah, yeah. yeah, look at everyone going sucking. <laughs> yeah. yeah. like, who's it's not the real kind of the like. ideas? Yeah. Um, but yeah, so you notice you start focusing areas, and then because you're putting all your awareness on that area, the longer you do that, the more you notice. Oh shit, there's loads going on. There's loads of tingles in that yeah. area, loads of here, and then um, you can get some states where you feel that kind of flow. Um, I never got it as much as some people say. Where they have this huge charge I had moments of that but it's different for mm. everyone yeah. Um, yeah but it's quite interesting you realise oh, we're filtering out loads of sensations at all times and cells are constantly breaking down and replicating and hairs are growing mm. and there's all stuff going on there and when you focus on it so intently you start to notice and feel it and then that takes you out of your mind as well yeah so I used to find the sauna, like you mentioned quite meditative because mm. you've got a sensation to focus on because yeah. you you can notice you get hot and then your pores start opening up and you're sweating and yeah. and you've also got that inner voice saying get out so yeah. it's actually a really good analogy you're in a lot of ways like, kind of analyzing it very well are you yeah you know yeah. what's going on and you know what's like confronting you i guess there's yeah. not many other yeah i suppose in that one your mind is quiet and quietened to the degree where it's just get out on get out on yeah They've got out now, you yeah. know. And, and Stevie, that, seriously, get out of the sauna. Yeah, get out. You may die. You're not going to die, man. Do you know what I mean? It's, do you ever um, find in the sauna, right? I used to get into it and get in these weird, like, Mexican standoffs with other people in the sauna. Because <laughs> yeah. I'd be like, go, I'd be going, oh, that geezer's been in before me. Like, I can't yeah. leave before him, yeah. right? Because that guy's like, 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 like a dick. Yeah. yeah. I got like, yeah, you do. I get like this sly, like, I don't know, just like a bit of a, a, a buzz of accomplishment because... It's definitely the, the ego trying to come out. Yeah, you get a competitive like, edge. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Yeah. It's yeah, just you like, three oh, are leaving oh, before yeah. me, trust me. Yeah, oh, when you get in there, yeah. Yeah. Like, You've only done half, mate. Yeah. Oh, come on, mate, fuck it out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so... But that's that's another thing entirely, isn't it? Uh, I just get in them now and I just go look at them and go, it's not quite a 10-day silent meditation retreat, <laughs> yeah. is it? So, <laughs> yeah. You've got the complete back catalogue <laughs> to walk around and just say, yeah, you haven't done yeah. that though, fella. So it's not, yeah. You haven't done that, fella. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't done that. Yeah, so that's... Uh, I've heard like stories and, and read things where people say that they completely travel inside the body, you know, they start to tune into like their, their organs and stuff. Did you experience any of that? Or No, um, so... Uh, because we were um, the first people, it was our first time sitting. Well, there's so it's split in half between men and women. There's 128 people, I think. And then out of that um, 128, it's half men, women, half new students, half returning. Oh, yeah. So, new students, we have a specific focus and we weren't going that deep. But older students, because you can hear some of the stuff they're taught, um, they're focusing on internal sensations. And 
Yeah, I mean, the reports are the more you do these techniques, the more um, you're not just attuned to sensation on the surface of the body. You yeah. can actually feel... Travel inside. Yeah, all the way in because, yeah, and um, I I haven't got that far yet, but um, yeah, it's, it's a common thing I think a lot of yeah. people get. It's weird because you kind of want to say like, yeah, I got that. Yeah, uh, to any question, but uh, <laughs> yeah, it's good to be honest of it all. Like, yeah, definitely, you definitely got to be honest. Um, not sure. I mean, it, it does, it does interest me, and and the idea of it all interests me and challenging. I mean, that's that's probably one of the biggest challenges challenges that anyone could take on. I think anyway, um, that's you know that's some feat. Do you feel like you've um? you know defeated sort of like your demons i guess you know uh which crops up in you not uh a, a lot of them you can't i kind of felt like well the content of the demon didn't really doesn't really matter sometimes like it's almost like knowing that stuff will come up and you can let that grab you and it will always grab you i'm sure but mm. I wouldn't say I conquered everything that I still got repressed. There's still stuff that still comes up now and like that came mm, up then, yeah. but I think I'm far better yeah. off for it. And there's some stuff I just I haven't thought about since then. You kind of feel like it would come and go and it wouldn't be anxious anymore. And um, I think it gave me the tools to to uh, yeah. to deal with those things. But being brutally honest, like I remember thinking after day three, I was like, right, it gets easier now because it's what I'd heard. I found it hard all the way kind of through to it'd be like up and down. And then I remember it was like day nine. I remember thinking, I'm not even sure if I'm glad I went on it. And it was it wasn't until day end of day nine, mm. day ten. You actually don't leave to though to day twelve, um, or day eleven. You leave. It starts day zero, but there's like a, a day after where yeah. you can speak again. And and then there's bits where I was like, because there's bits I found quite traumatic. I have to be honest. And I was like, have I just gone and put myself through shit for no reason? Yeah. But. That's yeah. what I don't want you to leave early because I said it's like leaving surgery when you're still open. They haven't stitched you back up because you really want to finish everything. Yeah. And, and then when you leave it and the last day, you do actually notice that it is actually quite profound, some of the stuff. Did anything crop up which you thought, you, you know, you hadn't thought of for years or yeah, like man. completely buried in the subconscious? Or um, Yeah, well, interestingly, like weird songs would come up, right? Um, so songs that kept going around my head from nowhere. One was... Uh, uh, Daniel Bedelfield, if you're not the one, would come up. Right? None, <laughs> none of them were cool. Right? I think yeah. one two-pack song Damn came on. I was like, just tell people that one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but and then it was like, I think an Atomic Kitten song came up, and uh, I was like, oh man, Atomic all, I know, yeah, it's embarrassing. Man. And then a Spice Girls uh, two become one came up at one point. Yeah. I was just like, they said meditating. Though. Yeah, that's a tune. Yeah, it was like a '90s or early 2000s playlist in my head at one point, but. Um, for for weeks after, I was like, oh man, all these songs repressed in my memory were like coming up. Um, Do you think that's got some relevance to an event or? Well, yeah, funny you should say that because my mate Ant, and uh, he was like, no, you were at our house party hammered the other night and that was, they were all on my playlist. Oh my <laughs> it was like three weeks before I left. Yeah. And I was like telling people that these were stored in my repressed memory and like they'd come up and it was like songs were talking to me. He's like, nah, that was all on my 90s playlist, mate. Um, brilliant. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, all oh, right. Even that one, he goes, yeah, it's on it. It's on there. So I was like, <laughs> that's probably why they came up. Oh, but yeah. Short term memory. Just weird things from school would come up, like things you haven't thought about in ages. Yeah, like mm. just... Because I... I I kind of believe that everything exists in the physical world, right? So I think memories must be stored somewhere in some mm. neural pathway or something. And uh, when you're just taking away all distractions, all those things start bubbling up. 
Um, so it's kind of like a going back in time a little bit. Yeah. Um, and you're taught to kind of see, almost ignore the thought, but focus on the feeling that comes with it because yeah. it's the pushing that feeling away or craving that feeling again, which is the root. And you want to just sit with that feeling and let it come and pass. Yeah, um, it's just yeah, it's just honing that, like you say, that ability to. I'm sure that you know, everything's not cleared out, like you say, and it's you know not everything's perfect. You've you you you've seen a lot of things and felt a lot of stuff, but honing that ability to, to be better with it, to sit better with it, and to not push it away, to not be too scared. I mean, all that experience of yeah yeah sitting with a feeling of confusion, loneliness, or. Um, low mood or you know something that you're not that keen to experience yeah yeah you know that's that's all learned ability I guess being able to deal with that being able to um not crave a good feeling too much do you know what I mean I, yeah, I imagine yeah. that's that's all very because that's, that's the practice. subtle one you don't think about sometimes isn't it yeah. like because you kind of want good feelings yeah. but if you keep craving them too much that's when they're never going to actually make you happy yeah. you're just like chasing very true. Um, yeah, you just got to just let them happen. Yeah, and be present when you're in them, mm. and then when they're gone, like don't be clinging on to it. Don't just, cling on to yeah. it. Yeah. yeah, I was gonna say, I was gonna challenge you guys and say like, would you ever do it? Or yeah, I mean, that, that, I mean, I was, was trying to make that point before, but I thought I for when it'd fit in for me is 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 the thing. Yeah, yeah. Whether I'd get to an off season and and go and do it, I, I think there's loads of. There's moments in there which I think would be really useful when there's such a heightened atmosphere. You actually, there's your day job. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of things about, because I'm sure thoughts in the middle of a game or feelings or if your perspective of the momentum shift is like, you can sometimes see teams mentally crumble. And mm. like, I think there's some really interesting things you learn in the retreat which are useful for those moments right um, yeah yeah I can see that completely I can completely see that and uh, just that yeah like we spoke about that ability being honed or that kind of it's just resilience a lot of it's resilience yeah yeah um, and that's a lot to sit there for 10 days no eye contact you know silent is just that is a that is a very resilient effort and uh, you know I can't, you know, I've played 80 minutes games and and trained hard a few times and stuff like that. But, you know, that 10-day that stint, you know, like, there's respect there for that. That is a big effort, that. And, uh, yeah, yeah well, when me and Stevie were in India, I was speaking to the tour guide there and I was just yeah, saying, yeah. you know, because I'm quite interested in going to a retreat myself. And yeah, man. I was just saying, like, you know, have, have you ever been to any or have you got any recommendations? And he was like, you must go to this one up in uh, Rishikesh. Up in uh, up, like northern India, yeah, yeah. the Himalayas. Apparently, it's uh, pretty cool out there. So I've been looking into it. And, and, and do you know what retreat it is? Because this one's taught all over the world. Oh, it's is like it? one of the number one. No, I'm, um, not, I'm not. I'm not even going to try attempt the, to say the name because I'll probably get it wrong. Okay, but, yeah, uh, yeah. But it's um. So this was Vipassana. Yeah, Chris, it's taught yeah. by Goenka is his name. Um, right. And a lot of the now Western kind of proponents of meditation have, have done his retreat, and some of them been taught directly by him actually. Mm. Um, but yeah, so he's, he's the real deal sort of one. Yeah, I'd just say to, to anyone listening, if you've got any, any ideas or you've got any comments on it, just just fire us an email and 
I imagine Chris will be happy to answer any questions and um, yeah we can we can give you our yeah, steer really we'll give a bit here but we can give you our steer on it all and um, chat about that and um, any ideas really for for next podcasts any any topics because Chris is it's good value, isn't it? He's good value, is Chris. Oh, he's, lovely. he's lovely, really fantastic young fella. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, that's you know that that's that's amazing. That I really enjoyed that chat. That was brilliant, and I got a lot from it. Makes things a lot clearer in my mind for for those retreats, and yeah, it's it's tickled my fancy a little bit. Did you guys? Because you did you, you did some yoga stuff in India, right? Yeah, we did. Yeah, did we a did. bit of meditation tied in, and uh, we did do. Yeah, we did some some yoga, which which kind of had some some different breathing techniques. It had some obviously fasteners like the the part of of yoga where you you still and stillness and you're focusing on your breath and stuff like that. Uh, we didn't do any meditation there, did we? Uh, yeah, didn't well, do... we did little bits with um. Yeah, like, little bits with, with with the yoga on it. Yeah, um, but it was brilliant. You know, we loved it. It's just we did about... a bit of chanting out there as well, which was quite fun. Bit yeah, of chanting. No, I've laugh. tried it by myself, but I didn't really get much out of it. But there, it was pretty cool. Wasn't it? Like, yeah, a, like yeah. a mantra to chant yeah, out yeah, loud. Yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. I've done a little dabble. Yeah, I've dabbled. Mate, the things I've dabbled in. Like, <laughs> not in a, that sounds dodgy. I mean, like, <laughs> in the meditation world, like yes. I've put myself in some situations. You're like, what am I doing here? Yeah, but I think you've got to do that. You've got. You've just got to like. I think if you're not asking every now and then, if you're not asking yourself, "What the fuck am I doing?" then what the fuck are you actually doing? Yeah. That's what I think. Like, yeah, there's got to be some moments where you you're considering it. You, you know, you because otherwise you're not really looking for, to go forward. And um, memento well, mori, we are all gonna die one day. I'm gonna say we naturally <sighs> evolve by you know making sacrifices or making making the right choice or making an yeah, effort. Yeah. So. You know, I think we're all all about raising the consciousness, and uh, yeah, yeah. I think it's through sacrifice and you know making right decisions you can definitely do that. So yeah, it's uh, you've and got to find stuff out as well. You've got you've got sometimes you've got to do that retreat and and find out what you're going to feel like after. Why not? Because I, I was I was impressed by the uh, I read your article in the India actually recently. Yeah. Like uh, there's quite a lot of crossover I think in some of the things that you like. You just put yourself in a completely different situation yeah. culturally. Like it's a huge kind of shock. Um, mm -hmm. but yeah it's uh, yeah, it's interesting to see your guys perspective on it yeah it's like going to India so luckily I mean say luckily but we'd been to Thailand before and I've been to Philippines and um, I think when initially when you do go to an Asian country it's completely different to you anyway culture yeah, shock yeah. I remember the first time I went to Thailand and it was absolutely amazing just so different even just getting into a tuk-tuk that was just an experience yeah, yeah so. man it's crazy just I mean, things just that alone is like is brilliant because it's just a new world to you. And then when we went to India, um, it seemed like the bar were raised really on just on you know, the different, the just just the different kind of way they did things. And you know, I said it's like a conveyor belt, um, different emotions, sights, and, and senses, and 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 it's just full on. It is just full mm. on. It's an outstanding, outstanding experience and. You know, it was a great trip um, through Contiki, which was a, it's a bit of a, it was a bit of a crash course through everything that you'd want to go and see and do yeah, in yeah. India. 
and we were lucky, we were really lucky to get that. Um, and you can you can read that article on Contiki's uh, Content Hub on six two, and almost on the my five discoveries on Contiki's Eternal India on mantellimagazine.com there's, there's an article on there and then there's a link to that so that, that might be worthwhile for, for any, any listeners to, to have a read and, and see what I mean but yeah definitely definitely come back um, thinking about the world different but also about yourself and it, it's it's one of those reminders and, and it gets banded around a lot but you, you see how content or satisfied they are with what they do and, and how different their world is um, and you come back to to England or you know Western civilization, and it just it just puts things into perspective for you really massively um, man I yeah. think there's a there's a few because you when you go over there there's a danger of being a bit too romantic about it all and being like oh it's you know they've it's amazing they're, you know, yeah. everyone's so happy even though they mm. don't have very little um but I think they, in the East, they have a far better understanding of the internal world, right? They have mm. far better understanding of our mm. mental states and how they can affect us. Um, we're really lucky in the West that, you know, the external world we created and, and things like the National Health Service and the, the poverty you see out there is just it's yeah. unbearable at times. Like yeah. It's awful. So it, it's a bit of a mix, but I, I definitely think in the East that we've forgotten or we, we don't think enough about how our inter internal states yeah. are and then yeah. they've definitely been doing that for thousands of years over there yeah they have yeah and and that's tour guide was was brilliant Vikesh on the on the Contiki uh, Eternal India tour he was brilliant he was brilliant and um, he yeah. kind of understood all that didn't he yeah we tried to stump him on, on a question but every question he just gives like this profound yeah. like, oh, God. he was brilliant oh, he's a legend this guy's yeah. a legend um but it was just it, give yeah. me his number. I'll I'll get him. I'll send <laughs> yeah. him a few. We yeah. tried. We tried. <laughs> honestly, we threw everything at him, didn't we? But yeah. We, we couldn't. Yeah. We couldn't. It was. We just had that crazy answer for everything. Like, like kind of yoga sort of answer. Like yeah. Yeah. Just, it completely flips our whole thinking on its head, and we're just like, oh, yeah. again. It was. He's done it again. <laughs> he's done it again. But it, yeah, it was. It was brilliant. But you were all about like how your thoughts and your internal world kind of dictates what the outer world is to you. And it, it, again, it's always, you can understand that intellectually. You can read Sam Harris' book or you can listen to this or hear those quotes go, oh, yeah, it's so true, mate, so true. Mm. Ten minutes later, you've missed the bus and you, you're kicking yeah. yourself. Yeah. Meditation is the only way I've noticed where the more you do that, the more that stuff happens automatically. Yeah, um, yeah, it is. So it's the only way you can actually like experience it rather than just understanding it on a surface level. Talking um, into the feeling rather than... Yeah, it sounds um, like this guy is the meditator, I guess. But, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 It's uh, man, it a brilliant trip to India. Um, I think, should we talk about the five points? Cool five points, you reckon? Yeah. You want to do that? Yeah, Because Chris has been uh, assembling some newsletters along with me and Dom, really, for Mentality, putting some th stuff together. So we've come up with five cool points. Just anything we find, like... Just anything, interesting. yeah. Anything we find interesting... Anything that that um, you know kind of sparks some thoughts with us, and yeah, it ranges uh, from like music to film, or you know, anything yeah. reading or any podcast we've heard. Or yeah, yeah. I think we yeah. actually put our own one on the last one. Yeah, That's a little bit. Yeah, like, yeah. we kind of oh, we're gonna, we're gonna sh shove some mentality stuff down your throat while we're at it. But yeah, there's uh, there's some stuff on there, and, and I think number one was Liquid Thinker by Damon Hughes. Yeah, it's a really good right. podcast, that which one as well. Is, yeah, so we've done a podcast with Damien, which is the third Mentality podcast, and he's, so Damien's been 
had testimonials from people like Sir Alex Ferguson, Muhammad Ali, um, Richard Branson, so many people. He's worked with so many um, decent people. And the, the the main thing I got from Damien was when he came and spoke at the England uh, Rugby League camp, which was held as a bit of a get-together in, in mid-year, and just how he kind of mapped out the the basic process of the human mind and and kind of broke it down for us and it was it was it was brilliant to to have some awareness on how people might act in certain camps how people might act in team environments and and he obviously relates that to businesses and mm. um different sport environments he's working with Scotland rugby union at the minute um but that might be something you know they call it the redhead state which is like like the more or less like the chimp mind if anyone's read chimp paradox it's like the the thing you grow up with and and that's like you're in a monologue which tells you not to put your hand in the fire or run out onto the road and stuff like that about containing that about which is what i guess what we've been talking about really being, being more aware of that and containing it enabling you to kind of go on from there um and and damien mapped out that brilliantly, and and he said certain stuff like controlling it so that when you wake up for 6am at training you're not like thinking I really do not want to go because that's what's going to come to your head yeah yeah you know it's dark it's cold I don't want to get out of bed it's going to be freezing and stuff but just do it contain that just do it and, and make sure you move through that and there were so many different things that they listed off which is, is a great listen on, on the third podcast but also he's he's got a liquid thinker book um, which is is kind of um, is I don't know his author name, I guess. Um, so I thought Damien were brilliant. Really good, man. I remember one of the things he mentioned on that podcast as well was the, about, you know, when you don't want to, you're like, I'm going to go to the gym tomorrow morning first thing. And then yeah. like, like you said, the thought will come when you wake up. You're like, no way am I going yeah, to. Yeah, yeah. But it's like, pack your bag the night before. Exactly. Like, if your kit's packed, like you kind of, you've already made a commitment to kind yeah. of go and it makes it so much easier to ignore that thought. Yeah. Um, it was full of well-interesting little pointers like that yeah so. and you're out of the door and then you're on and then and you never really have that that it might be up to half an hour when you think oh man i won't mind being in bed now but once you're on your day you're on your day yeah it's, yeah. Just, it's just getting past that that yeah, kind yeah. of lazy slobby voice that comes up in your head um so we had as well um number three which is worth talking about which is a book i've read is by aldous huxley who's quite a brilliant author he's, he's wrote Brave New World as well and uh, he's wrote Doors of Perception and uh, this is you know this is an outstanding but this is a, um, when you were just talking about Chris in the podcast where we were talking about his silent 10 day retreat this is him talking about this mescaline trip that he has mm. where it opens all of his senses all of the things around him in the external world to a different paradigm really um and it's more or less painting the picture of everything that our brain shuts off to to navigate life to to get up and go go to the gym at 6 a.m to get up and go and get stuff done shutting that off to to being opened up to the beauty or or what's going on and, and you know that, that book i thought was is exceptional because it outlines a lot of the stuff where you just you just kind of appreciate what you've got around you. Do you know what I mean? You you, you kind of have it to a different degree. 
Yeah, I, I haven't actually read that book. I've read Brave New World, but I got quite into like uh, reading up on people who'd done DMT, dimethyl yeah, yeah, which is yeah. I think the active ingredient in mescaline. Mm. Um, and I, I know there's a big uh, school of thought, which um, I, I did philosophy at uni and I remember we did the veil of senses where everything you see in the world is experienced through our senses and they're designed to kind of keep it alive and they come out of evolution. So yeah. they can be a bit biased. We might not actually see the world as it really is. Right, yeah, yeah. In some respects, so for example, it's like bats have um, echolocation. So every object has a property we don't even have access to because we don't have that sense. So, mm. and even things like colours, colours are only... Uh, so what I might see is green. Another animal whose optics are wired differently will see completely different because it's just how light reflects off an object. So they kind of only exist in our own minds. Yeah. And when you actually take, people think DMT takes that kind of, uh, that veil away yeah. um, and you see the world as it really is, which I think is what Aldous Huxley was yeah. a big proponent of. And yeah. that like, and they, there's the common things they all mention about like en energy and flow states mm. and uh yeah, it's really interesting, man. I'm not saying by any means go and do drugs, but um, yeah, no, we are not condoning like, that. Yeah, because meditation is another route that a yeah. lot of people get the same experiences. Yeah. And um, I know ayahuasca trips are another thing. I've had friends who've tried that, and they have some really interesting, life-changing experiences on it. So yeah, it's just another really interesting area you know, looking at perception and the mind. And I, I guess, guess we're both interested in that. And, yeah, I guess a lot of that is is being able to bypass that kind of subjective like you say that subjective bias or that viewpoint that yeah. that you have on the world allowing that to be kind of broken up yeah yeah if i'm if i'm kind of thinking of this the right way where yeah it's, like the self in it just kind of dissolving yeah, it yeah 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 the dissolving the ego and in, in order to see it as, as it really is which is an interesting kind of yeah yeah way to look at it um what's the next point dom <laughs> Uh, Black Mirror. Black Mirror. Oh, yeah. mate. Black what Mirror. a show, man. Yeah. yeah. Class. Yeah. And and that's that's an, that's a, I guess that's a, Aldous Huxley's dystopian writer and, but that's, I think that's another level, in, involving the current state of technology and affairs, what's going on now, how he's he's forecast that mm. it might be times hundred, it might be times five, um, but it really highlights affairs and, and what's going on in the world right now and i'd recommend them recommend not to watch them back to back um <laughs> is that what you guys did <laughs> yeah, i watched them back to back and i was like what the hell is going on you didn't want to pick up your phone yeah i didn't yeah. want to pick my phone up didn't want to go to bed didn't want to you know i didn't want to join in the the Instagram game, what goes on and stuff like that. You know, it's just, it, it just, it, it paints such a vivid picture of how it could be, but also, you know, it, like I say, it, it um, outlines what's going on right now as well. Yeah, man. I Because I, I watch them separately because I watch them, me and my girlfriend haven't got a series. So like, I oh, will have a series together. So yeah. I'm watching Black Mirror and she's like, halfway through, she's like, it's not, it's not that romantic, is it? Like, <laughs> yeah. As a series, like both kind of traumatized after one of the episodes. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, but yeah, we watch it like watching them separately. I think it's good because you kind of reflect on the topic and mm. without any spoilers. Which ones do you guys pick out as your favourites? Or um, I loved the uh, the dating one. That the, was good, man. Yeah, the kind of Tinder yeah version of yeah yeah and uh, you know how how they were you know without any spoilers. You know that was how that develops over the course of the program and you, you're kind of thinking about situations in your life and um 
and it, it alerts you to distractions as well. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, is it morally right to to log on to Tinder and and to go on there and and operate in that manner? I think yeah. it highlights a lot of really important points that we're really everyone's getting addicted to this virtual world, and you know, it's not it's not real, is it? Yeah, yeah and relying uh, relying on that system. You know, yeah, that's just, that's the big that's the big thing in it. In, in that one is they're in the system. Um, to to find them a partner, which I can say that because it comes at the start, but you know that's what a lot of people do now. You know they're re- yeah, yeah. relying on a system to dictate a way to be, I guess, but also um, who they should meet. You know, and uh, you're kind of uh, putting the, your faith in algorithms to find yeah. you your best partner, which I think a lot of people would like to believe that maybe there's something more to it than just you're an 89% match with someone based on their beliefs. Yeah. Like yeah, you'd want that yeah. bit of magic or something in there. Yeah. Like, and um, and what's your own subjective um, filter for who you want to go and date? You know, is that your filter or is it other people's filter? Whose belief is it that, that you're going through this dating game on? Do you know what I mean? It's the minefield, man. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, you know, it's you could get deeper and deeper with it, but it's interesting and, it's good that stuff like that's coming out and, and obviously everyone raves about it, which is brilliant. You just hope people do stop and think and and look uh, and be, become more aware, mm. I guess. I think it's a good reminder to, to occasionally take a digital detox and just... Massively. Before we move on to point five of this five core points, going back to the retreat, yeah, how yeah. did you feel the digital detox went? Really good, man. Yeah, like I thought... I'm not by no means the worst of like some of no. my mates when it comes to like I don't allow my phone in my room. <laughs> Steve's, Steve's checking, his, checking phone. his phone now. Just, like, getting oh. a message, just getting a message, come up, what's yeah. going on? <laughs> um, yeah, I'm not by no means the worst people I know, but even I'll be like automatically, I'll check my phone sometimes when I'm sitting with it and like I don't like that that, that I do that. You don't realise it, do you? Yeah, and I, I thought I'd notice that so much more, but by day three, four, I never really thought and I wish I could see my phone. I was thinking about my phone. It kind of went away. Mm. I did think now and again, it'd be really nice to get back to the real world and see messages from people and stuff. Yeah. And I remember having the chat with you before where you were like, you're in the Philippines and you're like, your yeah. phone, you're like, there's hardly any messages after, isn't it? Yeah. I was like, like there's hardly any messages after sure, this. It's going to ruin, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's gonna ruin the whole 10 days. Yeah. Like, like, what do you mean there's no what's that? Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, no emails whatsoever. Yeah. What, what, what are relevant to what I need to do in life? Damn it. It was weird checking back in because there was like, not trying to big myself up, but like <laughs> <laughs> hundreds of WhatsApps coming in, like yeah, emails yeah, yeah. and like messages. Well, and when like, that group chat going. Yeah, yeah. Going group chat, yeah. Exactly, man. And like, just, that, it's weird to see all the stuff you missed and like how much of it is really, did you really need to know? Yeah, like, yeah a lot of people have said coming back from retreats and where they, they're not allowed in the phones that they, they realise that they're not that important and then that's massively, a good thing man. for the ego as well. Yeah, yeah. That's um, uh, I, I, it is nice reading group chat sometimes. Isn't it? Know, yeah. Yeah. Oh, mate, when they're, when they're flowing, when, yeah. they're, when they're going, and yeah. <laughs> but then you're like, God damn, I'd have said that at this point, I missed it. No, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. And someone's getting roasted, and everyone's typing, and you're like, Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's that's they're some of the best moments. I mean, that's 
you know, WhatsApp well done because you know they're some of the best moments where it's just flowing and some of those mental happen. Yeah. But for sure, take a digital detox, guys. But do yeah. take a digital <laughs> detox every now and then. Yeah. But yeah, that, that's that's brilliant. And we've got an office WhatsApp group. You may you may be a contender to join it soon, Chris. Um, which builds up of different different people from different walks of life. You got a name and shame. Who's in it? So Rob Burrow's in it. Mitch Garbutt's in it. Who's probably the first Aussie that big you know, office fan is big, he? O- We've big, reached. Yeah, we've got him. We've we've got his extras fan as well. Extras um, class as well. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I th- you know, we, we kind of you know watch it, Garb. You know what me and Rob are talking about all the time, and I watch it, and he he just smashed it, and he loved it, and he's watched it over again, and he's one of the top quarters now. So. You know, that's the game. Um, yeah, but yeah, brilliant, brilliant. I do love a WhatsApp chat. And that is... Moving on to the fifth point is... Uh, fifth point? Jim and Andy. Have you, did you watch Jim it? and Andy. Oh yeah, I haven't actually watched that one yet, man. Oh, I have to go first. That was my homework, cool. wasn't it? It's good. Oh, right. I watched the... I watched the uh, I read an article on it and then I watched the trailer and then I read a thing about Jim Carrey <clears> and like, obviously you guys have seen it, but it's in method acting, this guy Andy. Yeah. And he goes... He doesn't just method act when the camera's rolling. Like he takes it to another level. Yeah. Yeah. He's. Uh, Does he come across well in it or not? That was the thing I couldn't really tell from the trailer. I think at the time, a lot like all the producers and, and the directors, you know, were saying, well, "Who who came in?" Actually, there's a clip where someone comes in and says, "Jim, people are going to sue you for mental stress for making yeah. this movie." And he was like, uh, just still in character, like, "Well, let them sue me." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's just and he's yeah, he doesn't. I mean, for what you see, there's no, there's no time where he refrains from being who he wants to be on that day so he plays Andy Kaufman but Andy Kaufman himself had a character that he played yeah, like an alter ego, didn't yeah so he had an alter ego so it's he's playing two people in effect so everyone doesn't know who Jim Carrey is going to show up as yeah, um, yeah. the driver would pick him up as some different you know it it He'd be getting drunk as if this he was this guy, and you know it was it was so the lines were blurred so much. And as a viewer, you're watching it and you're thinking, well, what you know? And and this is something Jim Carrey's come to now. He's saying, well, what, who was Jim Carrey then? Yeah, you know, I've seen he, him doing a few weird interviews yeah, recently. Like, and you're like, well, oh, it's so far out because you just as a viewer you're thinking, oh, is that him? Who's who's you know you second guessing yourself and and you're seeing. You you know you're seeing the people, the producers, the the actors, they're worried. They don't know how to take it. They don't know how to act. They don't know who they're talking to. They don't know how they need to act. It's um like it's one of the most interesting things I've ever seen. And uh, I wonder if it's on Netflix, right? Yeah, it's on Netflix. Give it a watch. And it's yeah. it's yeah. And 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 Jim Carrey actually says in it, they should have put those behind the scenes footage with the film because a lot of the people watching. The film, The Man on the Moon, actually kind of got the idea that the film, the real movie, was going on behind the scenes, and and you know it's outstanding, outstanding, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, it's crazy um, to think that you know some real life events that happened to this Andy Kaufman yeah. actually started happening to Jim Carrey as well. You know, oh, playing right. Andy Kaufman in character, didn't it? Yeah, because I know him one because he was like saying that Andy Kaufman was channeled through him or something. Is he still <laughs> yeah, stick he said, to that? He said that like, as soon yeah. as he got as soon as he got the casting call. Uh, he said that he got a message from Andy saying, "Step aside, I'm making my movie here. You know, you're not. It's not Jim Carrey. It's going to be Andy Kaufman. Hurst mental in it, but it, that is yeah. It's a good bit of telly, and some of the stuff Jim Carrey says, 
you can kind of you can see see what he's talking about, can't you? And see his uh, his points, what he makes. Yeah, um, it's a talking head documentary. So it's, it's Jim Carrey doing the interview, and then from now, like today's perspective, from today, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, and cool. then yeah. and then they play the clips in the in, yeah, yeah. Uh, over what he's saying so he's got his hindsight and you know a lot of his hindsight is he's not really in regret about it is he or no he's just looking back as if it's just something that happened and i think it was quite important for him as well to get to the stage where he is you know yeah now. And yeah i think uh he, he mentioned that every sort of movie what he's done whether that be you know the truman show yeah yeah the mask or you know dumb and dumber and stuff he's talking about like th these were really important points in his life and then he meant he talks about you know what he'd learned from it, and then yeah. it's just yeah. crazy, isn't it? yeah, it's uh, give it a watch. Yeah, definitely, man, that definitely sounds, worth a watch. It sounds a bit mental, but yeah, I'll give that a go. Definitely, yeah, class. And, and that's, that's the five cool points. And that's the five. <laughs> we have missed one off, aren't we? Talking about the grand final power of belief slash. Yeah, yeah, that wasn't Chris. Well, we sort of yeah, best of last. I think it's yeah, yeah, podcast. Yeah. So I mean, that's I believe that's number five of the podcast. So that's definitely worth a listen if you want to hear about dislocated shoulders and grand final winnings, etc., etc. Um, but yeah, that is the end. That is at the terminus of the silent retreat chat, I reckon. Silent retreat meditation chat, which I've got a lot from. I think that's brilliant, Chris. That was awesome, that. And uh, just a little addition there, the end of the, the um, five core points. Mm. So if anyone's interested in, in hearing more about it, getting more information from from Chris or, you know, um, anything on, on meditation, just give us a shout. Just give us a yeah, shout. Man. Definitely give us a shout. You can log on to mentalitymagazine.com, subscribe, and then also fire us an email because we'll get that and, and Chris can see that too if you, if you want to speak to him. Um, but you can find us on Mentality Magazine at Instagram. Does that make sense? On Instagram, at Mentality Magazine. Uh, Twitter, Mentality underscore mag. Facebook is also Mentality Magazine. Um, so you can go through them channels or my Twitter, which is Steve underscore Ward. Same for Instagram. Chris, where can we find you, buddy? Uh, at CPOConnor87. And then www.chris-oconnor.co.uk. Fantastic, um, fantastic. Yeah, for, if anyone's interested in my play, he's got a couple out this year. So Yeah, so we've got some players. He's got some awesome ideas coming up, actually, um, that we can't wait to... I think, yeah, to, did you get the email about that one yet? Or No, I haven't, no. Okay, cool. Is it about I the, think you'll be getting... Is this a spoiler? Can I put a spoiler out? No. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah Stevie's going to test yeah. out. We're doing a, a new play. It's kind of a bit Black mirror -y that actually takes place yes. in your life, so... Um, Yes, that see that's blurring the line. So that's like yeah, you buy a ticket and then that's it. Like a few weeks later, stuff will start happening to you. So. Well, that's like Jim, that's like Jim Carrey's documentary, isn't it? What's so you thought that whole grand final journey was just you, isn't it? That's yeah. part of the play. Like, you, <laughs> oh my god, oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. who's to say that wasn't part Castle of the actors? Yeah. Like, all, yeah. <laughs> the whole season. Like. Oh my god, god, that's a good play, that isn't it. That's a really good play. Yeah. We're all making our own little play every now and then, aren't we? World's uh, a stage. You the world yeah. is a stage, Shakespeare. And then yeah, another play, The Furies, with um, Bug Light Theatre, about Greek goddesses of justice coming on today and the life and soul still touring. So it's a few things in there. Spot on. Did you say Leeds Uni? Leeds Uni. Yeah, on uh, uh, 22nd of Jan, actually. So next Pretty week, soon. I think. Oh. When's Tuesday week? As a 
15th, yeah, at four o'clock, yeah, and then a workshop about mental health issues in men and talking about it with a few academics and stuff. Awesome, so we'll, we'll try. I think it's that. open to anyone. Is that so. an evening, evening one or afternoon? Yeah, one? four till six, yeah, uh, Tuesday week, I think. So tomorrow, week. that leads uni, that'll be good. That leads uni are doing a lot, um, yeah, they're, they're really forward, yeah, they are forward thinking, and, and they're sending some some guys on the retreat, um, on the 26th of Jan with the new mentality retreat with, with Craig White. So, very forward thinking, and um, it's good, it's good. Good energy towards finding out new things, seeing what's happening in the world, talking shit. Um, but yeah, it's good. Yeah, I've enjoyed that. Enjoyed that. Yeah, man. It's worth dropping the name of the, re the retreat again if people want to check yeah, it out. Yeah, it's uh, the Vipassana retreat. I think it's Dharma Deeper. I think it's D-H-A-M-A space D-I-P-A. And it's down in Hereford. But um, they run these all throughout the years, quite a few, and you just apply. So um, yeah. Yeah, it's completely free. It's It's... I say that, I mean, it's funded by donations from ex-people. So you, you can't get money unless you've done the course. Mm, so yeah. it's all done by um, charity from people who've, who've already wow. done it. So wow. go and give it a test if anyone's interested. Give it a test. Have a, have a dabble in meditation first. Yeah, I'd the guy say. next to me actually finally never meditated before. You are joking. He hadn't really looked up. He said, yeah, I did the Headspace app, did like two of them. And then I thought <laughs> I'd give this a go. Because I was chatting to him at the end. He's like... I should have researched it. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I thought it'd be a lot more bliss. And like, where no was the like, and just relax. Yeah, it? There's none yeah. of that. You're sitting and you can't move and it's that suffering. But I thought he it was did quite well, funny. didn't he, till the end? He did, yeah. What's it like at the, at the end of the 10 days? Is everyone, you know, just what's stop talking? Or what, yeah. how, how, does, how does it happen? Man, does, I, the I'll guy be honest, say, like, I was feeling quite emotional at the end. So I stayed in the hall and I just started crying for a bit. And yeah. then like, I, started, I gathered myself, came out. And then you're just all chatting and laughing about it, and we're like <laughs> laughing at little moments that happened. Yeah. And yeah. like, because one guy just you didn't say thanks when he held the door open for yeah, you. Yeah, exactly. I've been waiting for you for <laughs> yeah. days. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you kind of have a laugh about it, and then you, you can digest it all and chat. And uh, it's good that you have that. They do that so you don't just get into the real world and freak out. And mm. everyone's because it's so noisy. You know mm. how noisy everything is, man. Um, yeah. But yeah, check it out, guys, if you're interested. Brilliant. Brilliant. I just want to ask on the, on the back of that. Is there any kind of stuff that you invented, like, so like you say, with the door, the door Chris's situation? Chris's Power Porridge. Yeah. yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> That's uh, sponsored by Chris O'Connor Power <laughs> Porridge. Um, like, anything you invented, I don't know if I even asked you that, but, so if someone's not all the door for you, or if you feel like someone was looking at something weird, or, you know, do you think he's, he's being weird? Or, you know, completely, like, irrelevant nothing really that you can back up you know about other people just because of yeah, so close proximity you i make characters from a lot of the people you see yeah, around right yeah. like there's a there's like uh I, I spoke to one of the guys in my room really good guy he was a gp it was actually quite annoying because i had a wound which opened up and i couldn't <laughs> chat to him um <laughs> so to, like, i was bandaging tissues on me and stuff but yeah. like i chatted to him when i when i could i needed to look at it so yeah shout out to him but uh there's another guy in, in our room who uh it was like a cool looking guy, um, a friend's on Facebook now, so I thought, <laughs> we said, but I, I was like, oh, he looks like a hitman, I thought, like, look like a cool yeah. kind of like, because he'd wear all black. And then you get, you make these characters for people. Yeah. And then like, uh, you know, so I was like, this guy looks like something out of, uh, there, was a, there was a guy who looked like he was in Enter the Dragon film, he looked really cool. And then you chat to these people and they're just like normal people. Yeah. And like, Damn it. Um, but yeah, everyone, you kind of like, you're kind of guessing what their lives are and stuff. Mm, um, got to do on you, really. Yeah. Natural. I guess Natural. if it's no verbal connection, yeah, I guess body language becomes a big part of... Yeah, you can see when people, people are struggling or yeah. not. Like, mm. you can kind of tell when people are going through tough times. And Spot. Sounds yeah. interesting. I want to do, do it now. Yeah, yeah man, you should. Now, yeah. <laughs> like, Too fancy. 
Yeah, I'll try and hold you to it, man. Mm. <laughs> um, fantastic. Thank you to MSC Nutrition. Absolutely massive um, support of what we do and, and how we do it. And they're a big believer in, in mindset first before supplements. So shout out to them. And also UK Red Security um, for all the help they've, they've offered and support that, that they continue to offer um, for mentality, which is, is brilliant. Thank you, Chris. Absolute legend, pal. And thanks, Dom. It's bloody good to hear your voice on here, Hello. Here, Hello there. Um, good to hear your voice on here, Dom, and, and thanks for the input. Like, Who's this guy? Who's Dom? Yeah, we didn't intro, we didn't intro Dom, but he's the, uh, the mentality whiz kid. Everything that, that needs doing, Dom's there and, and, and knows how to do it. <laughs> Which is kind of a good description, isn't it? Um, but yeah, thank you for listening. And uh, subscribe, subscribe at mentalitymagazine.com. Peace.